0: Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley.
1: Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Thank you so much for joining us. Directly across from me, Ben Reikley, climbing into Joe McGranahan's tent and turning the oxygen on double. (laughs) Are are you happy now? Mm -hmm. You should be able to breathe good. You're all pink.
2: What's this nitric? oxide. Okay, well, that's an ad on oh, you. Okay. That tank's almost empty. No, feeling good. And uh, I'll tell you what, traffic is back. It looked like some restaurants along the Strip had people inside, not just outside. <laughs> due to the fact that the Oh, uh, they're green, that's right. Yeah, the takeout lines were not out, uh, or takeout lanes were not out on the highway. Uh, so it uh, looks like there's uh, some sort of a resemblance of life before, what were we, March 16th? I was just talking to Tom Morgan mm-hmm. in the next studio. It was Friday the 13th that brought on March the 16th, so uh, uh, again, uh, and today looks like uh, we're going to have a July-August type of day, uh, warm thunderstorms, it's, it's humid out there, but uh, people are out and about, and the other part is, looks like a lot of construction folks are moving <laughs> up and down the road orange with, out uh, there. with loads of uh, plywood and loads of drywall coming out. You understand
1: transportation. You can tell me this. You're working on a paving project. The pavement is what 200 degrees or something, 100 mm-hmm. some degrees. You're out there. It's 84 degrees. The real feels 90 something. Your their nearest colleague is 20 feet away, taking care of the flow coming out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to wear a mask?
2: Well, it's it's the um, unsensibility of a lot of these. Regulations that people make up on a whim and uh, do not, I guess the uh, saying that I look to is for every action, there's a reaction and uh, be careful what you wish for because the action down the road might not be what you want. And I think that's what we've seen here. And uh, uh, to say that there hasn't been government overreach, the people who are pro-government have really shown their colors. The people who question government have shown their colors. And I think that's a, that's, that's nice to see them where people stand. But uh, no, Mark, when uh, I guess uh, early, you know, your actions uh, create reactions. And uh, I don't think some folks totally understand the consequences. And when I say to those folks, those folks that haven't had experiences. We have a lot of people in government that that's what they've been in. They've been in government. And there's an old saying about working in government, especially in the bureaucracy. Sometimes if you don't make a decision, you're not losing your job. And you know why? Because you haven't made a bad decision. You don't <laughs> have to make a right decision. You can't get so, hurt. So when you when you get people in government, now, if they're going outside and asking people, you know, I come to you, I said, Mark, uh, you're on the radio, what, give me some of the ramifications you think we need, or give me some of that. I go to a farmer, I go to a a owner of a uh, uh, a restaurant. A, well, oh, I was a convenience store compared to a restaurant, than to a restaurant. But no, I think we're just seeing a um, we're seeing what some people want to say doesn't exist. We're seeing the deep state at work here. Now it's shallow in other places. Local government's more shallow. But uh, look at the government overreach, and then beware. I always say beware of any politician, Republican, Democrat, other. Who start to say things like "for the children," "for the safety," "for this." Hold it, safety, safety in what regards? Your safety, my safety. Now we're finding out that staying inside and quarantining probably wasn't the most positive thing. Really? But didn't we? Didn't How we did we find that out? Well, didn't I we didn't see that? Moment. Well, didn't we learn that uh, before with certain other diseases? Get outside, breathe air. Now you're not going no, to stand next to each hair, other. Yeah. yeah, go so. Uh, so, you know, we're going to find out. Last week on the show, I think we said, I, I believe in three weeks, when that will be two weeks, will be far more different, which today, of course, is in the green. Uh, three months from now, six months, and a year from now, it'll be extremely different. And the people in Union County... Hey, batten down the hatches. Go get the Gadsden flag, and don't tread on me. Get, get. I mean, it make, makes no sense at all. And for the commissioners to be split on that—very interesting, very interesting—and split politically on that. And look in Harrisburg. And you, you see what's going on down there. The, politically. I, the
1: new Board of Commissioner <laughs> Stacey's the Democrat. I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't know this by yeah. heart, but okay. I, I know Jeff Reber to see him, and I've interviewed him on ag oriented and banking <clears throat> topics. But well, it's uh, two,
2: two to one up there to open up, and their, their spike or the adjustment is very questionable, and the timing is too. So, uh, Mark, a lot of frustration, but I tell you what, the people who are 1099s, the people that own business, the, the people that have grit and have the fire in the belly. You know, God bless them. K- you know, keep going. Do what you can. And, uh, and uh, you know, never trust government t- to a point that you have to have them. Trust government that they're there. However, trust yourself.
1: All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free line. We invite you to call in at 930 this morning. We're going to hear from State Attorney General Josh Shapiro. We're going to talk to him about price gouging and this mm-hmm. proliferation of scams. And he's being asked to investigate COVID at the Capitol. Of course, this is the, uh, really, Unusual event where you had uh, some Republicans in Harrisburg uh, keeping it private that the uh, one of their members and well a couple of their members were exposed well, one of them had it just one individual had it that they're disclosing anyway so uh, there's a call for Mike Turzide to resign there's a state attorney general investigation being called upon so we'll ask him about that uh, let's see we can talk about a wide range of other topics uh, too we've had Joe Biden out and about uh, we have the president very concerned about uh, yeah. He Went to a wreath laying and he went to well, a memorial there. day. Yeah,
2: one of the things. <laughs> memorial Day drove down the road to the Delaware. Uh, and then, and, and, and should, and yeah, great to honor, somewhere. great to honor the oh. uh, the memorial service and then for the Delaware.
1: Scratch that. He didn't appear with, he was on a split screen with Tom Wolf. Tom Wolf gave Joe Biden his endorsement this week. That made a oh, huge yeah, wave that, in the screen. Yeah, that, the, that was a big one. That's,
2: screen. Uh, <laughs> that's where, unfortunately, Tom Wolf did not have the child seat. He was not sitting. <laughs> Tom Wolf's picture in that was barely his head. He looked like he was uh, miniaturized and Joe Biden was looking. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, and that's the official photo
1: for the endorsement. Why do you suppose they did that?
2: Uh, somebody's missing the boat completely. They <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a kid did it. Well, well, again, if you saw the picture, it looks like Tom Wolf is, is, you know, six years old sitting in a child seat or needed a child well, seat to sit Well, he's in the middle
1: up. of a word in his mouth. He's not smiling. He's in uh, the You know, he's talking to somebody, so that's okay, but uh, yeah, uh, he's in the middle of a word. Well,
2: that's good that, uh, that Joe Biden got out and got a little vitamin D on, uh, on Monday. But it's Friday, and we'll see what happens. But, you know, you talked about we got the uh, situation in Minneapolis, which is uh, outrageous that that happens in the United States.
1: We got open lines. So call us now about any or all of these topics. 1-800-795-9565. Do you think COVID in the Capitol is a scandal or a tempest in a teapot? Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Concerned about the looting and or the president's tweets and or the uh, uh, armed... uh, uh, citizens who were protecting some of the businesses in downtown Minneapolis. They're not getting a lot of publicity, but uh, they are being talked about, so what's your view on that? 1-800- 795-9565. Joe Biden got the endorsement of Governor Tom Wolf this week, so that made almost <laughs> nearly no news at all whatsoever.
2: I didn't even hear it. I'm why, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm thinking to myself, why do I even know of it? Uh, oh, oh, Joe Biden sent out a news release. He sent it to the newsroom.
2: Well, thank goodness. Right, so uh, <laughs> Biden,
1: <laughs> elect Biden crew sent out something to the newsroom today and they had a bad picture of the governor and let's see, uh, you can email us today if you wish to have a remark on the radio one, or on the market at com is the email address and text us at 70236 one of our good listeners when talking about mail fraud yesterday sent us this note, says good morning, I just voted this morning at home safe and sound, thanks Bob or thanks,
2: no, comma, no, thanks, Bob. Yeah, thanks for voting. Appreciate and that. We'll, we'll see the uh, details when the details come out about this. But uh, very very questionable scenarios of voting that, that we're getting into. We hope we can uh, maybe figure it out.
1: You think the voting places around here will be overwhelmed? They say no from the inside, but... Uh, You know, we'll we'll see. Uh, On the topic of uh, voting, one of our listeners said, where is that? Nope, scratch that. No more vote remarks. Okay. Uh, Yesterday, we had a text from a man who was listening to Chris saying, Gee, every president's worried about the economy, Chris, as they should be. But you lefties want the economy to tank. Dr. Fauci has three opinions on wearing masks. Which is the correct one? What am I missing? Dig deeper into all of this, uh, Chris. He says, for example, the Obama administration was selling arms to our enemies, and they got to hide it at
3: Benghazi. Well,
2: oh, I believe that's the uh, Syrian scenario where they're running uh, guns to Syria. And uh, that's what uh, created that. Is that the mess. a
3: conspiracy theory or is that a real?
2: Well, a real I think it's a pretty real theory real, okay. from the people drinking coffee on the uh, cafes of Paris, <laughs> okay, and Monte Carlo.
1: All right, one of our <laughs> listeners, Texas, says, why have we not heard anything about virus outbreaks among the huge homeless populations in the cities? It seems like the virus would run rampant among those individuals if and have if they have high fatality rates among them. They certainly are crammed close together in unsanitary conditions and many have underlying health conditions or maybe have we already achieved her- maybe they've achieved some herd immunity.
2: In uh, their uh, I saw a couple reports on this, and uh, uh, I, on both cases, the uh, text are right. The herd is there. They've tried to separate some of the homeless. Um, homeless people, and I've heard uh, a couple doctors talk about this and talk to some people I know in Los Angeles personally. They're saying, uh, you know, some of these people are very, uh, when I say healthy, I mean, they, they do have mental illnesses. There's some drug diseases and that, but their immune systems, they've lived some tough lives, so they've uh, developed uh, some of these immunities here. They don't get as sick as, uh, as maybe as you and I would with the flu because, you know, they've lived some tough lives. On the other hand, uh, the ones who don't pass away. Uh, Talking to a doctor out of uh, Los Angeles was saying, you know, it's amazing when uh, at the clinics, when they bring some of these people in, even though they're not as clean as they should be. And of course, when they live that way, but their health isn't, their basic health isn't as bad as you, you would think somebody living out in the road, well, live not eating a diet that you should. You know. So so that's pretty interesting text right there. But what? herd immunity, more to it than people want to admit.
1: And you should know this. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. we got one call coming in, but we'll take more comers on the market. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. We'll be right back, but fill up them lines if you so wish. Pardon my grammar. 1-800-795-9565. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, 1-800-795-9565. We got one caller standing by, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Go right ahead.
5: Hey, good morning, guys. Well, Talk about gathering together on Memorial Day. My sister, she's out of the listening area, so I won't get killed. She had, uh, she always had a a nice gathering to celebrate the day, and this year she canceled it because they all lean to the left. They're all <laughs> lean towards the. Democratic Party. Hard to believe. I don't know where I went wrong, Mark.
1: (laughs) Well, you're older and that makes you wiser.
5: (laughs) Okay, thank you. And they wouldn't have a gathering and they didn't have... There had been under 10 of us. There wouldn't have been over 10. There had been about 9. So my one friend I worked with for many years, him and his son were going to have a nice gathering. So we got together, but his, he invited people that were on the left, and they wouldn't come. They let, and he said, well, where do you get your news? And they said, CNN, go figure. They, uh, they've been watching CNN when it was pretty good, but they keep right on watching it through the, through the years right now. When they turned to completely propaganda, propaganda. So they wouldn't come. But we had a nice time. We were out in the sun playing bocce ball and croquet. And he left me win one game. So the day turned out to be beautiful. And we were, none of us got sick. And we had a great time in fellowship. To celebrate the you know, the people that died for our country. We prayed for them and thanked the Lord that we live in a country that's free and we could gather. So Ben, when you were speaking your peace, I was saying, Amen, brother. Keep preaching it, you were right. Which part which <clears throat> part did you agree
2: with that Ben said? No, you don't rely on the government, rely on yourself. Oh,
5: okay. Right, amen. Rely that on yourself. Like. And I told the gentleman yesterday and me I had some errands. I tra I won't say where it was or anything. It won't be a snitch. You know what happens to snitches. But I was in three stores and the mass sign was down. It was up. To you as an individual what you wanted to do and I'd say 60 to 70% of the people were on masks and, and the, the store owners left it up to the individual so we didn't have to breathe our own stale air back in and re try to reuse stale air again <laughs> so That's my opinion for what it's worth, Ben, and I'm agreeing with you. Let freedom ring. Let liberty ring here.
1: Well, it's really too bad that it's turned into a political issue, you know, a divided issue like that. Certainly wearing a mask is a health consideration. Some people say it's just consideration, you know, if, if you're considering, right. but, it, well. you know, if, if you don't have it, you, you, and you're certain you don't have it, you know, like I up until recently, I was in very, very, very low circulation, so I could visit people and say, well, you know, I'll put a mask on if you want, but I don't have it. I, I didn't go anywhere. I just sit in this anchor desk, and then I sit <laughs> in my recliner, yeah. and then I sit in the anchor desk, and then I sit in the recliner. My lovely bride's working at home, so um, we had very, very low circulation. So, But in any event, that was then. This is now. So, uh, yeah, I think it's it's a shame it's gotten politically divided. It's funny how people on the right say it it's the left that wants to do this. You know, they're trying to do socialism and control us. All right. But people on the right say, no, it's not left or right. It's just sound. Policy. It's just a, a good idea. It's just common sense. It's not a, not a political issue. What's your view? Mark?
2: Well, I, I, I would say this though: the, the people politically, you see people who are pro-government, who, who, who have to needs the government to help them, need the government to tell them what to do, how to act. Then we see other people who say, no, I'm not going to go do stupid things and kill myself, but I have to do things so I can live. Well. The people, who were pro-government people and the people on the left, they weren't the ones in the wagons going west. They, they weren't the ones that made this country what it was because they didn't have government to tell them what to do. Government needs to play a role. It's a supplemental role, but the rugged individualism, males, females made this country and the people got tired of it when when governor wolf could not explain why he was shutting down this business compared to this business or when the supply chain when they said this is an essential business but it was third in, out of six in the supply chain. Well, how is one and two shut down? So how's number three going to work? And number six is shut down. So when number three, if they got product, how, where are they going to get right, it? And your local Those, plant
1: stores closed so you can go buy all the plants you wanted at the Walmart well, garden Well, that was
2: the frustration. But, again, these are the people in government that don't get enough information from how the outside world works to a degree to then make decisions, and the frustration came up, but no different than when things happened. There was a bunch of people who threw tea off of a off of a ship up in Boston centuries ago. They got irritated with the system.
1: It would be the Boston yep. Potted Palm Party mm-hmm. at the local nursery. But,
2: no, Dan, have a good weekend. Good to hear from you. Glad yep, you're and back, and uh, they enjoy. They
5: common sense and they're shut down. I don't think any of us, no matter what political stance we have, we would have went along with it. If they'd have shut down areas that needed to be shut down to mitigate the, the problem with the hospitals being overcrowded, overloaded, we would have went along with it. But when they shut down it like our area that didn't have no mitigation problem then. That's when I changed my mind that there was more to it than just just mitigation. That's that's well, when we well, how, woke how up. I, and I had many friends say the same thing. This is more than mitigating the. They're overburdened on the hospitals, but the hospitals should didn't have it. no.
2: The hospital should be irritated times ten. What they did, other business irritated because the hospitals did what they were supposed to do. Hospitals uh, made way for beds. They we're going to have everything, and then the next thing, now look at them. They're scrambling to stay in business right. because they did exactly. what the government. Okay, so for these hospital administrators, yeah. Trust your government. Good luck with that. How did it work out? It's very unfortunate, but they did the right things. The hospitals did the right things, and they ended up getting the very, very short end of the stick.
5: Exactly, exactly is what happened, Ben. And I, I was, I would have went along a hundred percent if they'd have said, yeah, nursing homes, you got, you can't be going in and out. You have to. Lemon, they a lot of the visitation. All right. And uh, big areas like Philadelphia, yeah, they needed to be mitigated, but not central Pennsylvania.
1: All right. Not, we got gotcha.
5: you. Yep. You guys have a great one. Good talking with you i keep up the good work and have a great weekend.
1: All right. Thank you. You too, buddy. Thank e- you.
5: Eat out, <laughs> Snyder <laughs> County.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yep, out, outdoor seating rocks.
2: Yeah, yeah, Snyder County will take all of Union County, Northumberland County's business. If you folks want to come up and enjoy the fine dining of many of the restaurants throughout Snyder County, uh, not to mention Botts Tavern, and so-and-so, 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 all the places that you can...
1: Outdoor seating, right in the back door seating back post, I mean,
2: patio go, go have yeah. fun at some of these restaurants get out and believe me Snider hey. county will take your north county money mark uh,
1: we get to have lunch uh, <clears throat> remember we said we're going to have a lunch this oh, was back sure. in february and of course we got uh, mm-hmm. pandemicked out. doubt We'll have to go to a fine local outdoor restaurant like Penn's yeah. Tavern and, and eat outside in the back. He's taking reservations for next Friday.
2: Oh, no, good! Yeah, we'll go to so, Penn's Tavern. and Super uh, duper! Got a last well, minute call that'll coming be in. Northumberland County, though.
1: We got a text from a really wise listener who says, "Good morning, people who don't wear a mask have no consideration for others. We all need to take this virus seriously." Thanks. Says Bob. So thank you for that.
2: Appreciate well, to that. a degree, yeah. yeah. It's 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 just courtesy. It's like Mark using your turn signals when you're driving. Oh, you love it's turn just signals. It's just common sure. courtesy.
1: <laughs> That's your through line.
2: <laughs> so um,
1: all right, we got a caller on the line. Go right ahead. You're on the mark.
2: Yeah,
6: you guys got to quit qu- crying about what Governor Wolf is doing.
2: Well, you it's know, not we're crying about wait, what in he's any kind not of doing.
6: Situation like this or anything. <laughs> You plan for the worst and hope for the best. Because nobody in the world knows what is going to happen. You just don't know. It's a, it's an unknown. So you plan for the worst, hope for the best. That's what he did. You guys got to quit crying about it.
2: <laughs> Nobody's crying, Tom. We're just questioning. You
6: guys are not the one that's going to be responsible
2: well, neither is the governor. If
6: something would have really went wrong and a lot of people would have died, guess who would have been responsible? Governor well, Wolf, not Ben Reichly.
2: Well, Tom, not something Reikley, did. Something really did Tom go Wolf. wrong. You've got
6: to stop this crying.
2: Well, no one's crying, Tom. What Governor Wolf did, something did go wrong. Governor Wolf did not understand what was going on with his data. And you look at the nursing homes and you look at what New York... New Jersey and, you and Pennsylvania did. Well, Tom, if you don't want to listen to information, that's fine. You can keep planning. Here's the deal. What happened is now look at New York, look at New Jersey, look at Pennsylvania and look at what happened with misunderstanding what's happening in nursing homes, retirement homes and the age segment. And that's not planning, Tom. That's just not understanding what your data is and making decisions. Well, so that so plan that's all you want. Then, when
6: you have things like this that are that are unknown, that is uncharted territory, you have things happen that that don't you don't expect are going to happen, and things happen like that. Well,
2: I'm I'm sure. That's you, why uh, you plan uh,
6: for the worst and
2: hope for the best. Yeah, okay, and uh, and you say that too about the president. I'm sure you're 100 percent the president too.
1: Check back in, Tom. We got we have to have more words right. from you. I <laughs> not. <laughs> what do you
2: mean? <laughs> we got to keep aye, Ben's aye, pulse aye, up aye, here. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: On the mark, sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. We'll be back after the CBS News. We'll have local news. We'll have some open phones. we got Josh Shapiro calling in at 930.
2: Let's plan for the best the next hour.
1: This is WKOK okay, Sunbury.
0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley call 1-800-795-9565 or email on the mark at wkok.com now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley.
1: Great things, and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. Rob Center, our fabulous producer, more fabulous he could never, ever be. and We really appreciate that. I'm taking Monday and Tuesday off, just oh, uh, just a little paid time off. And uh, Rob's going to do the archiving and the little labeling that we do on the podcast page. So we appreciate That's that. All right, undisclosed uh, ventures then? Huh? I'll be in the sanctuary of ferns and ivy, which now shows up on Google Earth. There's so many plants I in hope the backyard. It's not
2: poison. It's a, it's a big green splotch. not poison ivy, though, right? Uh, no. Okay, oh, good. Well, oh, so you're to get your spring planting halfway through spring.
1: All right, well, we'll check it out. All right, so on the mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company, let me say a few words about the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, Mr. Sunbury motors. All right, Mr. Mertz, and I have an agreement. He's going to hold on to that Ford Ranger that I special ordered as long as he keeps selling it. What does that mean? Well, he sells it, and then he orders me another one. Then he sells it, and he orders me no, another he
2: one. To- he told me he has a convertible ready.
1: Well, he's got that ready, right? But he's got that Ranger. It's the one with the double cab and the six-foot mm. bed and the power rear window and the sunroof and a Raptor package. It's gorgeous. He even had one come in in like a limey bronze green, but that sold before yeah, I could even market, look at it
2: you're a Ranger guy, but look at the F-150s. Boy, th- those, <laughs> the 250s, those are some powerful trucks that, that women and men are driving around now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I saw a young lady uh, in, a, in an F-250, and I thought, boy, that is America right there. And she, she smiled. Uh, and I thought, good for her. But uh, you got the F-150s, you got the 250s, you got your Rangers, but also too, the new Expedition, excellent vehicle, the Explorers there. Edge looks uh, looks really good in that uh, little sporty uh, uh, miniature version of the SUV. But, boy, and plus, see those people over there. They're, you're not going to get cheated at Sunbury Motors. I mean, they're going to have good conversation, good folks. And... Uh, Ask them to show you Mark Lawrence's Ranger in waiting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'll be down eventually. Visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, and Kia line. Their pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. So they're going to take Super Deluxe Extra, wonderful carrier of the Sunbury Motor Company. You're still going to talk to the same super smart individuals. Uh, That would be Ernie and Austin over at the Kia dealership. Kyle's down there pushing them F-150s. He says they're giving them away. I have a feeling it's not quite given away, but they got great prices. Jeff Clock's got My Explorer all lined up, and Jason Benfors. Uh, he's got a Lincoln Navigator that's got rightly written
2: all over mm. it. So we. Mm. Have- you ready, buddy? Mm-hmm. Sun- and, and you know the key there is, you go see Jason. You're going to save some Lincolns. Well, absolutely. And uh,
1: that's at SunburyMotors.com. And I bought you the hybrid Navigator, which it costs a little bit more to get the hybrid put in, but that's going to pay for itself in two or three years, and you're going to be in the green then. So
2: yeah, more of these electric cars. Uh, you can keep these natural gas and coal fire plants going to get those batteries charged up to be able to drive. All right, SunburyMotors.com.
1: That, we're going to open up the toll-free line. We'll have Josh Shapiro on the line at 9.30, but in the meantime, call us with your observations about mask-wearing or COVID at the state capitol or uh, anything else you want to talk about? There's a uh, lot going on. we got Minneapolis your, in the news. Yeah. What's so. your take
2: on that uh, COVID at the capitol? I don't know. I still have a you lot of unanswered little, questions. You do a little uh, article on that. I yeah. heard a bit of Linda's comments yesterday, and uh, Linda is uh, talking about doing due diligence. She does due diligence times 10, right. so uh, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> in other
1: words, it. she's slow to make decisions. Is that what I just Not slow to heard? make decisions. Okay.
2: She's going to get information to make a decision, which is positive.
1: All right. Our toll-free line open. Call us now. Now, now, now. 1-800-795-9565. Don't wait till the end of the show. With Josh in the middle of the show, there's only going to be a little time left at the end. So call now. 1-800-795-9565. Do like Dan did. Call and get us started with a good topic. So we appreciate that. Email us at onthemarketable the com, and we have a half a dozen emails, so we We'll read those momentarily, and you can text us at 70236. In the news today, Union County commissioners are hoping the governor makes their county green today, and then there will be no need for the county to further consider defying the governor's current yellow status in Union County. Commissioner Chair Preston Boop tells us the county sent their case to the governor's office this week. They're claiming the recent spike in COVID-19 positive tests was incorrectly tabulated. Some were pulled from the county's total earlier this week. Preston Boop says the county is hoping to hear from the governor's office by today. So,
2: Mark, we're talking about these colors, though. So we got red, yellow, green. What's the next stage? Free.
1: Uh, that we asked the governor that this week, and guess what? No answer. I don't know. I, I, oh, I'm going to suggest well, he free. He gave us an answer, but it's unknown yet.
2: Free Union County. Free so-and-so county. Free Willie, if you need to. Yeah,
1: free everything. Yeah. All right. On, one of the Valley State representatives that we just mentioned, Linda Schlegel Culver, says she went on a fact-finding mission in Harrisburg yesterday to get answers to the fact that she was near some of the people exposed to COVID-19. There
7: were other members who I was with last Thursday. Thursday at a hearing that were exposed and were not wearing masks sitting next to me last Thursday. You wear the mask out of respect for everybody around you. Not everybody has the same respect for everybody around them. And again, I think if you knew you were exposed, it's upon you to take those precautions.
1: Democratic Representative Brian Sims uh, put a diatribe on Facebook calling for Mike Turzai, the House Speaker, to resign and calling for a State Attorney General's investigation. (laughs) Four new cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed in the Valley. They are all in Northumberland County, bringing their total to 186 and three deaths. Good news once again for Union County. No new cases there, Montour or Snyder County. No new new, uh, cases there. As we mentioned, Sunbury River Festival now canceled. There will be some smaller event put on by SRI. Also, the Hill Neighborhood Council Council canceled their Hill Night Out, SRI says again. They will have a smaller event that will appeal to Sunbury citizens and promote Sunbury businesses. What was the date of it
2: that they canceled?
1: Uh, August uh, 18th or so. It's the third weekend in
2: August. They've canceled a date in August. And we're not even in, ju- in June yet. Well,
1: I, I'm not on the committee anymore because I just if helped there's out the logistics festival, that they had uh, to make
2: decisions right now, I wasn't understandable committee. to a degree. But you got to have your
1: PennDOT permits in now. Mm-hmm. You got to have all your insurances lined up now. If you're going to sell alcohol or open containers, you got the PLCB starts their probe now. Your vendors say, okay, if you're not going to have your event, tell me now because you you already have some of them no, signed no. up. Got, uh, we got to get going so and your insurance company s- says hey you got to lock this in you can't is, I'm, you know we're not going to insure a moving target if you can't even decide what to do and then if you're out of compliance with the rules and you're having an event anyway that kills your insurance you know if you get more mm-hmm. than 250 people in the same room well, River festival gets 1000 uh, each hour so
2: but over blocks and blocks over right, it a is spread mile out mile or whatever well, the distance is i mean so sh-
1: i am just telling you the factors yeah. no, that no, went I, into this if you have and i wasn't there
2: if you have we have dropped dead dates now, and you have to make that decision. There's some understandability in that. However, we've had some festivals canceled back in April, uh, and also of a sudden, you these things desired, thinking to yourself going, you know. And then we had a caller say, you know what plan for the worst hope for the best well how, how about plan for some realistic understanding and then have plan b or plan c we're gonna have to put you on the river festival committee they don't think like you do so we'll have to get you no, on that group people, hey people are volunteering for that stuff god bless them because believe me we've all sat there already and they're doing their work and you, again you hope it works out for them but again at least they're going to try to do something else for sunbury
1: some area counties are in the green phase in case you haven't noticed ben lives in Snyder County. So he's a little greenish today. What is the next step? We put that question to the governor. First, he said, hmm,
4: good question. (laughs) Then he said, we don't have enough testing yet. I think we have uh, bought time, which was the idea of what we've done over the past two months, to buy time to allow our health care systems to develop the capacities they need. And so we've done uh, a lot of things as to what the future beyond green holds
2: at this point. I think uh, we're all still working no plans. You that can means hear, there's no plan,
1: Mark. Not after green. Nope, they do not have. Well, they had, it wasn't this week until they told everybody what
2: green means. Well, let's call it free. We've got to free ourselves from government.
1: I would be distrustful of any government that passes a no new taxes budget that lasts up to and including the election day and then expires.
2: <laughs> Ultimate sunset. <laughs>
1: well, that's what just happened in Harrisburg. Know, a no new earlier. taxes, $25 billion budget is in front of Governor Tom Wolf now after winning speedy approval in the Republican controlled legislature. Also sent uh, to the Democratic governor yesterday was legislation to distribute $2.6 billion in federal coronavirus aid. Governor Wolf is expected to sign both. The budget bill carries a full-year amount of money for public schools and state-supported universities, but it funds the rest of the operating budget lines only until after the election. About half of $2.6 billion in federal emergency aid will go to counties, nursing homes, and other programs for older adults. Mark, I think
2: you're going to be in charge of this. We're going to have a program to disinfect Harrisburg, and we can take it to Washington once it works in Harrisburg, to disinfect Harrisburg of bad government, meaning that all the legislators sit in there in their Senate, and then we'll we'll have a nice little spray. It'll be like a misty spray, but we're going to disinfect from bad government.
1: We already have that. It's called an election.
2: Well, then we need it hasn't more worked. disinfectant.
1: <laughs> we need, so we need, we and, and need and better And again, spray. It,
2: it's not all, but, uh, you know, it, it, know, it, know, I hate to say it seems to be a large percentage. And it's not just R's or not just D's. There's a combination of folks. Are you down there for the right reasons? Are you down there serving? Are you down there making Pennsylvania and your district better. Are you adding value? That's going to be in the disinfectant.
1: Finally, President Donald Trump is escalating his war on social media companies, signing an executive order challenging the liability protections that have uh, served as a bedrock for unfettered speech on the internet. He declared he was fed up with what he considers bias as prepared to sign the order Thursday. Still, the move appears to be more about politics and substance as the president aims to rally supporters after he lashed out at Twitter for applying fact checks to two of his tweets. Legal experts have expressed Doubts that Trump can do much by himself without an act of Congress, and the order is certain to face legal challenges if well, you try the to restrict it. No problem is it's it.
2: not unfettered. And here's the situation: if you're the conduit, if you're the conduit for this, you got to be open. You can't control what what's in your no, it's conduit. That's private
1: business. You, you do well, whatever it, you want. Well, then
2: then it's a private business. That's fair enough. But there is libel laws. There are certain things. But now, we can have uh, Mark and Ben, you know. Compete against Twitter. We go. We can go uh, form our own source of information and see, and that's likely w- what's going to happen.
1: Bobby D, you're on the mark with your daily on the mark therapy. Go right ahead.
7: Okay. <laughs> you know, of course, with Lynn, you know, with everything that's been happening in, in Harrisburg, and and you know, our of course, our state, you know, legislature, of course, is for the people, and of course, uh, then you know, as far as uh, you know, trying to change things. And trying to update things, things have not been updated in this Commonwealth for quite a while. When it comes to some of these uh, quote unquote executive privileges that the governor has, so to speak, versus what the president has, and anything else. But of course, what happens in Washington is one thing, but what happens in Harrisburg is another. And that, and of course, you know, of course, we're here in the. Uh, uh, you know, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and uh, I think it was Bob Buner that was on the air like last week or the week. You know, going going about you know the last time things were updated was in 1920. I know Geisinger started uh, after the, uh, around the typhoid epidemic. Geisinger started earlier hmm. than they were supposed to. Hmm. Uh, that they were transferred. So I mean, you know, those those things that we were going through at that time. Of course, the legislature rearranged things. But according to Bob, they've never been rearranged since when it comes to like the disease control type thing and all that, you know, it's a lot different now than it was like in 1920 or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, good point. Everything's changed, so all these old rules don't apply. Yep, good point. Thank you so much, Bobby. All right, thank you. Yep, thanks for checking in today. Eric, our next caller on the line from Port Treverton, Pennsylvania, which has its own zip code. Go right ahead, sir. You're on the
2: own mark. post office.
3: And our own post office. Thank oh, you very good much. Good for you. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, sorry, Ben, uh, your last comment, I think, just took you to a new low. Uh, likening, uh, you know, cleaning out Harrisburg to the coronavirus, I think that's a new low for you, Ben. I'm sorry. Eric. No, I don't
2: What's think wrong so. With that? Yeah, I don't think so. Here's a, here's how it said it was it was said as a we're going to take out bad government. We're going to disinfect Harrisburg of bad government, bad policy. So that's not a low, Eric. Well, that's the, the reality.
3: You're, you're, you're likening the uh, you're calling a disinfecting. So you're calling our elected. Officials, uh, germs and viruses. No, is that what you're saying?
2: no, we're talking well, no, about dis- disinfect <laughs> Well, well, okay, mine, Eric, if, if, you, if, ben, you, if come you want, on.
3: You went to
2: with me. You know, you, you have <laughs> oh, you I, I'm sorry, I did now. But anyway, here's oh, the point, Eric. On, here's what I'm going to say: is we're talking about disinfecting on bad policy. So instead of hearing, listen. Here's what we were saying. I said to Mark, we're going to have a disinfectant for bad policies.
1: Well, he also said government, yes, not government. legislators. So, I mean, so government right. I, listening is government better than hearing. Is, I I, th- the I thought of uh, people. The
3: last time I read it, yeah. but anyway, L- listening uh, not that was hearing. My comment, but uh, I wanted to also uh, perhaps uh, bring a little different perspective
8: oh, um,
3: to the reopening um, from the perspective of the vendors. Everyone, you know, everyone saying, "Oh, these vendors, they all want to reopen. They all want to reopen." I got news for you i have a, a good close personal friend who's a barber who, who's in snyder county and he's scared to death about reopening
2: well then don't he knows open. full
3: well once now hear me out listen he knows <laughs> full well once the governor says you're allowed to here in snyder county which he will open his shop that he's going to get an influx from other parts which are going to come in but if he doesn't open his shop he's going to lose his business to other people by right. following the governor's guidelines, we're actually helping protect some of these vendors from being infected by perhaps their neighbors. Now, this morning on, on uh, Channel 16, they interviewed the owner of the barbershop, I believe, is the establishment on North uh, Market Street in Sealands Grove. And they had a great, oh, we're reopening and in haircutting at 12.01 01 a.m.
2: Well, oh, that's in he headquarters. And where is his that? Client
3: <laughs> Harrisburg. These clients are
9: from
2: Harrisburg. Okay. Well, so that's the market, Eric. And if, if they take the precautions they're supposed to take in the green phases, and if somebody doesn't feel comfortable opening up, then don't open up. But, uh, but you but know, th- it's not going to go away. If you
3: do not serve your clients, then they'll, they'll go to
2: somewhere else. It's called the that's market. That's point. It's we called need to the follow market. The
3: governor's guidelines oh. so that everyone's protected include these vendors. Well, the, Who will the, have well, to the open barber. Up, obviously, to make money, but also to serve their clients. The because bu- they can't serve their clients, so <laughs> the clients will go to somebody else.
2: Well, so that's the market and these the barber who opened up at 1201 I think it was Jerry Bauer and his group down there whoever it was but they opened up under those guidelines Line. what's what's the problem
3: but the people that they were opening up to were coming in from a yellow county. Not, but they, not
2: they, still county. To, they still had they still had to sure. abide by rules. They still had to abide by the guidelines. It doesn't matter if you're from Snyder County or Mars.
1: Right, we got to take another call. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, yep, appreciate the call. Uh, Stan and Carl are going to be our last callers <laughs> before the bottom of the hour. Go ahead, Stan. You're on the mark.
10: Okay. Well, now, you said to Governor Wolf his statement about when what happens after we go green or whatever. We need more testing. I'd like somebody to explain to me what testing everyone today would do for anybody.
1: You're testing absolutely positively every citizen. Period. You mean what? Yeah, that I do? mean that's
10: what he said. They don't have enough testing. Mm-hmm. So, evidently, my take on that is he needs to test everyone.
1: Oh, now, well, that would be what interesting.
10: Somebody needs to explain
1: to me. I don't think
10: because a, a, a well, person same. that thinks about this. Okay, if I went to Geisinger and got tested today and I tested negative, all right. And I went to the local grocery store or wherever and came in contact with somebody who was infected and became infected. That test that I took yesterday was worthless. But I went out into the world thinking, I'm good. I'm negative.
2: Yeah. No, Stan, you're right. But remember, the testing issue is the narrative... Particularly of the left around the country, <laughs> we need more testing. We need more this. <laughs> Remember, it was to uh, it was to I control the hospitals. I it was, it. but it was and control the hospitals. It. But now, it's,
10: it's it's physically impossible to test everyone. We, we know and that, and it's also a waste of time and money.
2: They know that. But Stan, the narrative of this is to again control you to strike fear (laughs) in you and have government be in control so first of all we weren't supposed to overrun the health system the hospitals okay we got through that then there was something out and testing has always been something they can throw out there you know they for the children for this for that for testing so you know that's that's the government trying to control you uh, I, know, un- I understand no the need sense. for
10: testing because if somebody has the symptoms, they need to go find exactly. out what they have. And in the very beginning, they didn't have a good a good solid test procedure or even that would get a good positive or negative. Yes. So they had to develop that. That all takes time. I fully understand that. My problem is with you know, the people that say test, 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 and you know Trump did failure because he didn't take the test, and he didn't take the test from the WHO and blah, blah, blah. Well, those tests were pretty much fifty percent. Were maybe good or bad, depending on how you, you know what you look at. So, yeah, but,
2: but Stan, all this, he, hear it's this just thing about testing the
10: narrative, and, and
2: it's bad. Okay, but but here, here's the scenario on the testing. Okay, it is something they can throw out there, like a lot of people on the left will do, that makes you feel good. Like they said, I th- you know, the, uh, we think the sun should shine. Okay, that, that feels good. So when they throw out testing, it's just a cover for them because they why don't did the understand president, the testing. Why did the president push that so much then? Well, there is testing that you need to do when you have the symptoms, but to say we need more testing. Okay, Governor, or well, what does that testing. mean? Well, what what does does it, that exactly when they talk mean? about
1: surveillance testing, is that a good idea, well, this it, idea of testing people that I are mean, asymptomatic just to see, you know, so they can find it somewhere?
2: If you want to do sample sizes well, in certain areas, maybe but who, who you know again testing is just a word to throw out there that makes people say oh okay gotcha. but then look how into it you, like how Stan do you know does. if
10: someone's asymptomatic
2: yes if well, they're not
10: showing <laughs> symptoms
2: <laughs> that's an
1: excellent that's a funny question really no,
10: i mean it, 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 these things these things that they throw out there make no sense to me oh i understand what their goal is it's to scare everybody to you know to stay in their house stay in their basements and stuff. Quite frankly, I'm glad that Snyder County's opening up finally because I need a haircut and I'm going tonight.
2: Well good. We so, hey, we will take yeah. we will take your commerce. Surrounding counties, please come to <laughs> Snyder County.
10: Absolutely. I've been coming down there. Go to Walmart, Giant, wherever down there because that's what I need to do. Come downtown. You know, I, I
2: Downtown Seongsu Grove has a great barber down there. A couple of them. I'll I'll be there uh, hopefully here in the next couple of days. Cause, but no, come downtown Seongsu Grove. There's a couple restaurants down there, a couple municipal uh, adult beverage places, and uh, we'll we'll gladly gladly accept your uh, monetary <laughs> donations.
8: I I agree. Green. Thank green, you so much. Accepted everywhere, right? Yes.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Stan. Appreciate the call. Right.
1: Uh, Josh Shapiro is going to be at 940. That's the new you time for him. We to ask
2: Stan, uh, what happened with the manufacturing company up in Columbia County?
1: He'll tell us on Monday morning. Okay, I'm not here Monday, but he'll tell uh, Joe. Steve Kuchloff and Joe. Uh, Carl, thank you so much for waiting and calling in. You're on the mark.
11: All right. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Ben. I'm calling you guys from the metropolitan area of White Springs. I'm standing out in my garden. And the reason I'm calling, I had a gentleman stop by a little bit ago, and I said, aren't you working? He's like, well, he says, kind of. I'm working one day a week. And I said, one day a week? What's with that? He says, well, I'm getting $600 from the federal government. I'm getting $400 and some dollars from my state unemployment, plus I get my one day a week. He says, I'm making almost three times now than what I would make if I worked 40 hours.
2: That's well, wrong. Well, you know what Governor Wolf's answer to that is? <laughs> Pay your employees more money. Remember, I mean, that, remember that, that, that was his yeah, answer yeah. a month ago. Oh
1: yeah, that was yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was a while back.
11: But that to me, I mean, you want to talk about pushing us towards a socialist society when people are just going to stand around with their hand out instead of busting their butt like you know we all do out here trying to make a living in the dirt. It uh, just seems wrong. And all these cancellations of everything. I'm so glad I'm, I'm doing one of my bucket lists this year. I'm going to Sturgis. I'm going to ride my train.
2: No, oh, good for freestyle. you. Beautiful beautiful I'm,
11: I'm going going over 2,000 miles one way and they are not canceling it because us bikers we're, we're a little tougher i guess than everybody well else. If they
2: uh, <laughs> carl if they would cancel Sturgis. people would show up there anyway so they might as well have exactly. it
11: exactly <laughs> exactly but yeah it's one of my one of my bucket list oh, good for you like all ready to go and i'll give you guys a call from Sturgis here in august
1: uh, all can right
2: you, can you buy mark a couple of our the Sturgis bandanas we can wear
1: Sturgis is a big well, motorcycle
2: he, rally yeah, in case yeah, folks don't know. I know, we got some of those bandanas we can wear. No, Mark can, can wear them. Well, he can wear them for his
1: mask. mask <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely right. I did do that initially, but there's too much air underneath, and it's, it's not comfortable. It just yeah. didn't work out. So, Alright, thank you so much, <laughs> okay, Carl. Take care, Carl. Stay thanks. social distancing way out there in White Springs. <laughs> yeah, please. Keep your yeah, distance.
11: absolutely.
1: <laughs> Jordy, thank you so much for waiting a short time and for calling in. Very glad to hear from you. Please set these men straight, will you? You you only have 10 minutes, but do it.
9: <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know that I have that power. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I just thought, you know, it would be interesting to hear what people thought about, um, you know, wh- what happened in, in Harrisburg um, with the uh, legislator who was COVID positive, um, you know, in the context of, um, you know, this idea that there's somehow a, a left or a right side to how we respond to a pandemic. I just think that's crazy. I mean everybody I know wants this to be not politicized. Um but it only takes one side to say uh it's political and then if if you defend common sense and and taking good precautions then suddenly you're becoming political but you know the motivation isn't some sort of weird socialist control idea it's to make sure that people uh, don't die of a disease.
2: I mean, no, in, in what way, do, what do way are you implementing that? Though? Are,
9: let me finish. Do people think vaccines are uh, some sort of government control agenda? But let's go back to Harrisburg.
2: Well, some we people do. People
9: in this area are so upset do. about Jen K using a metaphor to talk about risk. And then we have legislators and I'm not even going to say their party because it doesn't matter, but they know that they're COVID positive and they didn't tell people who they had exposed. Here's what we know about this virus, and this is science, it's not an opinion. You can have, uh, be a carrier for weeks before you have symptoms. That means that that person was walking around in the Capitol exposing all these other people in their committee meetings and all these other places and didn't have the basic human decency to tell their colleagues that they might be at risk. Now, who does that? That is, that is being a bad person.
2: It's nothing to do with party. Well, uh, so he's a bad person, and he should be, you know, uh, dealt with in that way. And your point being that what he's a bad well, person because where, where he's what? Where are calls
9: for him to resign. Well, you know, Everybody around here is like, oh, Jen Rager Kay better resign. She's a horrible person. She talked about violence. Well, if you want, to compare, have a person, if you want
2: to compare carrots uh, and apples and stuff like that, but he, why don't we find out exactly what went on, which I think the House is trying to do, oh, and, no, and get come the details. On. We know
9: exactly what happened. Well, if you know exactly that what happened, Jordan, what happened? is now sick and is what at happened? home in quarantine, and other people who are on his staff or in his committee are, are also quarantining, so they think it's important enough to protect themselves and their well, family. But they will expose other Pennsylvanians and other Americans to this risk. Okay, no. it's it's. There's no apples and oranges. Don't use these canards.
2: Deal with the facts. No, not not Jordy. We're dealing with the facts, not your facts. When, oh, stop, when they, stop
9: it. This is, you always do that. My facts, your facts. There's no Jordy. Disagreement about there's the facts. no they facts. They admitted to it. They, they admitted to it. They're
2: going through this. So so he should resign because he did what?
9: He should resign. Because imagine that we both work uh, in a restaurant, right? And I have this disease that we all know uh, has a two-week period where you can transmit to other people. And I have it, and so I say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my 2 weeks vacation. And I don't tell all my other coworkers that I might have exposed them, which means, for example, if I work there, and this is true, I have a, uh, my mother-in-law comes to my house every day during the pandemic, She's in one of the risk categories. So there is a reasonable probability that I could have gotten the virus and then I could give it to her. So he ex- he is he's not giving me the benefit of human decency to let me know that I might be at risk.
2: OK, so now you're saying human decency is a crime. I'm not uh, disagreeing no, with you on human no, decency, I didn't but say now it's crime. a crime. I just said well, decency you should, and you should you resign. You should, okay.
9: You're the ones who always want to put this in a criminal context. Because uh, well, right? you're, you're, you you're want to create this narrative that, about government control. I'm talking about basic it, human it, decency it, it, and it, ethics. It, and if you think you expose people, whether they're Republican or Democrat, to a disease that they could spread to people they love, their immunocompromised children, their grandparents, their, just anyone who's normal healthy, they have a r- moral obligation to tell them. It's not about a crime. It's being about a good human being. And I miss when America was great, and we could all agree on what was human decency. And I'm sad that you don't also.
2: Well, I'm glad Thank d- you. if you could write it down and define human decency and please send it in. <laughs> we'll try to abide well, probably by it. G-
1: that could be codified. Yeah, yeah. I just Thank you I just please, please email don't us. Don't
3: infect other people.
2: Okay. I don't think anybody's
1: trying to infect Thank other Thank you so much, Jordy. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, Thank yeah, you for yeah, taking yeah, my yeah. call. I can't wait till I can come back in the studio. Oh, so great. we, we got to get more visitors. we got to get yes. two tents. Yes. So uh, yeah. put one at the end of the ha- desk for uh, So
2: So now l- 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 let's just throw this out. We're let's take a see break. Hold that break, thought. But let's come back and discuss exactly what we know to this day because I don't believe we know all the facts.
1: All right. We're going to check that out. When we come back, we'll have uh, State Attorney General Josh Shapiro will be imminent by the time we get back. All so right. stand by. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five, six five, need that. You'll need that number a little bit later on this morning. So stand by. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the market. Uh, we'll have the State Attorney General Josh Shapiro on the line at uh, some point this morning. So uh, we're going to take to uh, read a couple emails here and then we'll take our uh, next break. That'll probably be our final break of the day. Uh, we have one on the topic of uh, Mike Terzai resigning. Uh, one of our emailers says... Hashtag resign Mike Turzai. There's no choice but for Mike Turzai to resign. His statement yesterday was far too little. Yeah, he said that he said that the uh, the people that needed to know knew about uh, Representative Andrew Lewis contracting uh, COVID virus and self quarantining, and so did uh, Representative Diamond, who sat near him and with whom he had had several uh, contacts the week of the 11th. Uh, but uh, Diamond says he didn't know until a week later when the House Human Resource People told him that they were doing some contact tracing for Representative Lewis. So that's a week gone by. Now, at this point, Lewis is out of the building. He leaves the building on the 14th and doesn't come back. Uh, but uh, people that he did contact um, weren't told until a week later. And people who he didn't have any contact with, the Democrats and other people, were never told until they found out yesterday So, okay, so do these, or Monday. So have
2: these people got corona?
1: Uh, not that I know of some of them are irritated uh, that they were exposed to people potentially exposed well, they were okay, actually exposed him. to people that had contact with Lewis. Okay. Uh, they were actually exposed to those people. Now, of course, yes, potentially exposed to coronavirus. And fortunately, it doesn't appear as so though any of them did. But there, nothing's 100%. I mean, even Representative Lewis, uh, you know, he was asked, can you 100% say that any Democrats came in contact with this? And he said, no, I mean, you can't. There's no guarantee in life. You know, he knew he didn't have any contact with any Democrats that week that he was in the Capitol, but he couldn't 100% say that nobody. Had so, any so then there's them.
2: a key here that the older folks could be exposed and you could compromise some of the, the older folks and possibly the younger folks and possibly people with uh, with other medical issues. But then for the most part, what, 98.6% of the people recover from this overall. So if you're healthy in that, you, you know, you should probably like we see. It should see, recover, yeah, right. We see SIMS barking out everything uh, uncivil that he could have and making a fool of himself. Uh, so the frustration is this person didn't let people know, or B, this person didn't let people know and he's also a Republican.
1: <laughs> I think, well, in Harrisburg there's a okay. that
2: and happens. So. We're going to get that disinfectant for bad government policies, right? <laughs> bad government policies. We're not going policies. to hurt anybody. No. It's bad, just going to improve bad, improve, improve the mess.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> when it comes
4: to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth.
1: Welcome back to the Live Telephone Talk Show. Rob Center put uh, the State Attorney General of Pennsylvania on hold. I hope that's not a violation of any kind. Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania Attorney General, on the line. He's been a county commissioner in his life, a state representative, and is uh, now uh, running for re-election. Well, that's not why he's calling today, but a resourceful person will find his name on the ballot next week and most likely this fall as well. So good morning, Josh. Thanks for calling in today.
8: Hey, good morning. You know, you can't get in trouble for keeping
1: the AG on hold. You're safe. <laughs> okay, word. thank you. Right. <laughs> we, we appreciate good that. Good morning. Yeah, good really to, talk do, to you guys. Do appreciate it. We were just talking about uh, COVID at the Capitol, the state representative Lewis, and then sort of some of the fallout and the controversy. A lot of it just sort of right down the political aisle, like everything else uh, down there. Yeah. You have been asked to investigate this. What's your reaction when you hear it's time for you to check this out?
8: Yeah. I look, and I. I appreciate um, how challenging these times are for everyone, not just the people who work capital but all across Pennsylvania. And uh, you know, Every single day, frontline workers put themselves in harm's way for us. They, they, their safety really depends on a few things. The, the availability and use of PPE, the, the protective equipment and and just common decency and transparency from their fellow Pennsylvanians be the, the colleague or a client whatever the case may be and so it was very disappointing for me to hear those allegations um in in the state house um and that really that standard of common decency wasn't met and obviously we received as you noted a request to conduct a criminal investigation by several members of the state house and While I absolutely understand their frustration and concern, um, I I will say a criminal investigation is really not warranted by my office based on our initial review. Um, I directed uh, members and their staff in the Capitol from the folks who clean the offices to the folks who keep them safe. Um, I directed them to contact the proper office, which is the independent chief clerk's office of the state house. If they have concerns about contact tracing or exposure, and really to continue to follow the guidance that was delivered by the secretary of health and here's the last I'll, i'll say about this i mean it is critical that all pennsylvanians do their part it is especially critical that public officials just lead by example and demonstrate a common decency during this crisis by following public health guidelines by being transparent with their colleagues in the department of health and i think the failure to act with this decency it just puts others at risk. It extends the period of time we must fight this pandemic, and it holds us all back. And, and that is, you know, that's my message, not just to the lawmakers um, who, who are rightfully upset. Uh, but to all of the, the people of Pennsylvania.
1: Well, not being decent is, isn't a crime either, but what about a civil uh, exposure? If you know you had the ailment and you decline to tell people with whom you worked at the state capitol, is there a civil exposure?
8: Yeah, again, look, I, I deal in facts and, and evidence, and, and I apply the law. Um, that's very different than people who want to speak out and, have their voice be heard and and make a point which is something i think is absolutely warranted in this situation and you know clearly the the state representatives have have let their thoughts be known on this issue but to engage the legal process carries with it a a different bar and terms of the the involvement of my office that bar is just not met
1: all right house resolution 836 would terminate the state of emergency that's been declared by the governor is that can that turn into a legal binding resolution that would uh, impact the governor's declaration
8: yeah i don't know i i really don't follow the inner workings of of what they pass and what they don't pass what is clear is that the governor issued these executive orders? He's been challenged in court multiple times. He's won every single time. He has the legal authority to do what he's doing, uh, and I don't think any resolution that passed in the house is going to change that.
1: The state of emergency just keeps on going and going and going. Is that legal to keep, uh, you know, upping that for another ninety days?
8: Yes, and the courts have have viewed it as such. Uh, You know, I'm not the governor. I'm not going to speak for the governor on this. He he can well speak for himself, but I can just tell you from a legal perspective, uh, he's on firm firm solid ground on this.
2: Uh, Josh, this is Ben Reikle here in Snyder County. uh, We are going green. But there's still some hurdles. So I guess maybe it's sort of misnomer as we look at the red light as as green go. Uh, yeah. Where do you see your office? You know, monitoring the you know the yellows to greens, the greens mm-hmm. to make sure uh, you know we are uh, controlling uh, what uh, what we need to as far as the uh, the public, meaning you know keeping some of the same uh, procedures in that. Wh- where does your office uh, you know fit in there?
8: sure and look i'm i'm very happy that snyder and several other counties are going green but you you really pointed out i think the the most critical point of this that i think sadly some people are are missing which is green isn't isn't sort of fully back to normal um you know you had an ad on before i came on the air from a local store and god bless these small businesses because they are really hurting and I, i thought what was interesting was The the store said, we're reopening, but it's, you know, it's going to be different. We won't see the smile on your face because of a mask on. We won't be able to shake your hand and welcome you to the store. And I think that's green, right? I mean, it is just a different normal, unfortunately, given the fact that this virus is here and it's going to be around. And so while I think we've got to get to reopening, we've got to save these small businesses and let them sell their products again, We have to recognize, as that particular owner did, that it's just gonna be different. And so in terms of of the role my office plays, um, based on the governor's declaration, it would be local police, and in the absence of a local municipal police department, the state police, who enforce the red, yellow, and green uh, orders from the governor. So my office doesn't really have a a hand in that uh, per se, but we do work with businesses we do work with um, worker organizations and others to make sure they feel safe they have the resources that they need and that they can both sell their product while also protecting their clientele and protecting their workers which is a huge part of this no one wants to see another spike and so we have to recognize that we are all in this together and that we all have a responsibility to do our part we also have a responsibility in government to recognize that. Snyder County is different than Philadelphia County, and so what works in one place doesn't necessarily work in the other, and so we've got to adapt to this new normal in each community in a way that respects the needs of that community but still keeps everyone safe.
2: And Josh, I know this is a little bit of a broad brush, but nursing homes and retirement areas uh... within your office uh... you know we see some other states where now we're seeing some um, un- unfortunate incidences in these uh... in these uh... organizations I- is your office looking to oversee some of this here in the near future
8: yes and i'm limited in what i can say i did announce uh maybe about two weeks ago now I don't know all my days kind of blur together at this point I'm working very hard but uh it, I guess it was about two weeks ago that we announced the criminal uh, investigations into several nursing uh, home facilities across Pennsylvania and I really can't comment beyond that um we are very much aware and very concerned and very much on top of this.
1: How much price gouging enforcement have you had to do? You did announce early on that you'd step up and you set up the line and so on for people to call. Yeah. How much enforcement so far?
8: On day one of the of the governor's de- declared disaster, we um, set up a special hotline on email, uh, gouging at attorneygeneral.gov because we just knew that people were going to try and take advantage of consumers and price gouge them. And I can tell you, as of uh, this morning, we've received a whopping 4,955 complaints mm. about price gouging, nearly 5,000 of them. And um, here's how we handle it. I, I've instructed my team you know, to not get into a, a huge back-and-forth legal issue if, if we don't have to, but really get the merchant to just cut it out. So we have followed up on every single one of those complaints that has come through. Most of the merchants will just change their behavior. 464 times we've had to issue a cease and desist letter, which is kind of your next legal step to get them to cut it out. And on um, three or four occasions where we've had real egregious examples, we have um, taken further legal action requiring the, the businesses to enter into what's called an ABC, basically requiring them to price at a certain level. And uh, I can tell you that the vast majority of businesses across Pennsylvania are acting honorably, uh, but there are some that, that aren't. And when they don't, we're going to be there to protect the consumers and the people of Pennsylvania. Just- One other thing I just want to point out real quick, um, there are so many people in need right now. You know, we've lost a third of our workforce. 31% of the people working in February are out of a job today. It's just, it's incredible the numbers. And these are people who need help. And there are are significant resources available to people and a lot of legal rights available to them. And so I don't expect everybody to be a lawyer and, and know this. So we published a rights and resources guide for Pennsylvanians, particularly those who are struggling right now all my website attorneygeneral.gov slash covid19 things like you know can my power be shut off can they take away my cable and uh you know can i be evicted during this crisis things like that and we put all of those resources available on our website for people to check out and get the help that they need.
2: And, and Josh, I know uh, your office, even in the past, but you know your office has always looked uh, at the seasoned or the seniors of Pennsylvania. Are you concerned yeah. with some of the charitable scams, particularly that, that target some of the seniors?
8: Yeah, big time. Um, scammers, sadly, are, are working overtime right now to steal people's personal information uh, and steal their money during this crisis. So, what I what I really want to do, and I've I've been on a number of calls with seniors and their organizations. I did one with the ARP just just the other day, um, just to make people aware of the kinds of scams that are out there. So let me just rattle off a few quick ones right now. Um, number one, there's a lot of scams involving uh, health claims. So we'll get an unsolicited email or call saying, "Hey, we've got this special cell treatment or a UV light therapy that will help cure you of COVID nineteen or protect you from getting it. Just click on this link or give us your your credit card information and we'll send it to you. That's a, a very typical scam we're seeing nowadays. The other scams we're seeing have to do around like government um, services. So we're seeing scams around those stimulus checks you know, that some people got from the federal government, those $1,200, mm. people trying to get those from you or folks who are applying for unemployment. As I said before, a third of our workforce has applied for unemployment. There is only one place to go to apply for unemployment, and that is uc.pa.gov. It's the only place you can go uh, to do it, yet uh, scammers are telling you to go to some different website and put in your personal information, and all that is is a front to be able to steal uh, your money um, and and get into your bank account. So those are the, the kinds of scams we're seeing a lot of. Um, Not just in, you know, Shemokin, but all across Pennsylvania. And it's something I really want people, especially seniors, to be aware of. We set up a special hotline there as well, scams at attorneygeneral.gov. So, look, if you get one of these unsolicited emails, flip it over to us. Let us know about it so that we can not just protect you, but protect others.
1: Can you stop them? Can you not go to the cell phone companies or Verizon or uh, anybody? I mean, you know, at home, the phone just rings and rings. And if you're an older resident, it just rings and rings and rings.
8: Yeah, we can and we have. Uh, We do so in a lot of different ways. So, you know, not to get too much into the weeds here, guys, and force all of your listeners to fall asleep on us here. I'll try and keep keep it a little bit light and brief. But basically, uh, we focus on stopping the individual who filed the complaint from losing money or if they've lost it, get the money back, right? So that's sort of like tier one. Tier two is trying to figure out some patterns, right? Okay, it's not just John Doe, who this happened to, it's these hundred other people who were victimized in the same way. And then with all of that aggregate information, working with our cyber unit, working with our federal partners who have unique cyber capabilities, we try and track these people down online and shut down the heart of the scam. We've had some success doing that. Uh, The telecom companies typically work with us on that, which is helpful. And we are, uh, you know, we take this stuff very, very seriously. So, yeah, shut it down for the individual or stop, you know, stop it for the individual and make sure that their bank account, their money's protected, and then go after uh, the underlying scam.
1: Uh, we've been talking to a lot of folks in Harrisburg about what's going to happen in the years ahead. Now, I know you're running for state attorney general right now, so we invite folks to look for your name on the ballots that's coming up. We talked to Senator Toomey a couple of weeks ago, and we always ask people what they're going to run for next. Your name comes up in the sort of the conversation that relates to governorships in the years ahead. What's your view on the fact that your name pops up when folks are talking about that?
8: Look, I, I appreciate the fact that Pennsylvanians, um, not just in your region, but all across the Commonwealth, uh, think we're doing a good job and, um, and you know, talk about me that way. But I could tell you that I am singularly focused on doing this job as attorney general, of course, winning reelection, because I want to keep doing it. And that's all I'm, I'm focused on. And that's what, you know, the people of Pennsylvania want you to do. They want you to do your job. And that's what I do every single
1: day. All right. I have a couple more questions. Can we go right past 10 o'clock? Is that okay with you? Maybe two I more minutes? i got a minutes? couple more minutes. Okay, yep. two it Our is. I'm, I'm taking them. When you first started to investigate the Catholic Church, no one else had done this. Now there's lots of probes nationwide and globally. You're the right. first to say, we're going to see what's here. What were you thinking? What was going through your mind at that time?
8: Well, look, we are willing to take on the big fights in our office and the people of pennsylvania hired me to be their lawyer people who oftentimes don't have a voice in the system who who don't have a lawyer um, maybe even can't afford them people who have been told by big powerful institutions for years that their voice um, and their truth doesn't count and my view is whether it's taking on the most powerful institution on the planet the catholic church we're taking on some scammer or some insurance company that, you know, took advantage of uh, uh, of someone with their health care. We're going to take on that big fight for the people of Pennsylvania. In this case, you know, it really began with allegations um, of you know, maybe a, a small number of priests and a small number of victims. And obviously, um, I said let's put resources of this office behind this investigation. We went from having less than a handful of people doing the work to, at its height, 150 people in the Office of Attorney General following the facts and the evidence and the law, and ultimately concluding that there were at least 301 predator priests um, who abused thousands of child victims, who weaponized their great faith and used it as a tool of abuse and then engaged in a conspiracy and cover-up that went from diocese in Pennsylvania all the way to the Vatican. Uh, I'm proud of the work that the grand jurors did. I'm proud of the, the, the exceptional courage shown by the survivors of this abuse. And I'm proud of what has come since, as you noted in your question or in your, your comment, uh, 21 state attorneys general have launched investigations modeled after ours. We have seen the Pope himself acknowledge the truth of what happened in Pennsylvania and convened a global summit to address it. Um, I'm proud of the survivors whose voices have led to this seismic change. Um, And I will tell you that I will never, ever back down from a big fight in Pennsylvania. I don't care how powerful you are. If you mess with a Pennsylvanian, you are gonna have to deal with me in my office. And that's the work Uh, that we do every day, and that's the work I want to continue to do for uh, the next many years.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. That is the two minutes. We appreciate your patience and your time and for calling in today. Do keep in touch. We'll be back in touch, and so we'd love to hear from you again. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you.
8: Thank you. Really appreciate you guys, and please stay safe and healthy.
1: You right. too. Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania Attorney General. I mentioned he's on a ballot. Uh, he's a Democrat, so he is a, uh, folks who are voters. If you haven't already had the chance, we'll have a chance uh, to uh, vote for him in the week ahead and then in the uh, fall ahead, most mm-hmm. likely, Josh Shapiro. Ben, thank you so much. Yeah. Have yourself a great
2: weekend. You have a good weekend. Have those two extra days. Enjoy.
1: All right. We're going to join the Dan Patrick Show already in progress.
0: You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.